Yeah, we had a brief delay for a replay review there. Thanks for being with us here. It's the drive, guys. Kyle Draper is back in studio after the King's Road Trip ended last night. Not in a, in, a, in a happy fashion, but hardly a discouraging loss to the uh, very potent Cleveland Cavaliers. And Harrison Barnes says, we had a great trip. He says, uh, you have to give them credit. Uh, they came out, just played harder than us. But uh, he talked about what a good road trip it was. And I love the way he put this. Uh, uh, we accomplished uh, having a, a, an over 500 trip. Yep. We didn't leave any juice on the table. Never heard that before, but I agree you with like that. You like that? hundred percent. Explain to the people what that means, though. Well, I think it just means it's like uh, when you're playing your best basketball, everyone just feels like, man, there's just juice. We're li-. excuse me. He says, Harris Barnes, when you're not playing your best, everyone feels like, man, there's just juice. We're leaving on the table. Mm. Wins. We're leaving on the table. And on this trip. The Kings left. No wins, no juice left out there. Did they the maximize the trip, yeah. do you think? They got the best out yes. that they could do. Yes, and so many times this year. Right. The day after Kings game, we've said, oh, they should have played better against a shorthanded team. Or, oh, right, right. They should have you made can't lose to Charlotte. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On this trip, you know, they almost gave one back to the Bulls, but they didn't. No juice was left on the table. Well, I mean, that Memphis game was closer than we thought, but Memphis yeah. missing a lot of players, that happens in the NBA. And so I, I agree with Harrison Barnes and you. I mean, 5-2, and two, I don't care who you play. Think about it too, Whitey. That's the a, a team record for a seven-game road trip, the five wins. And, you know, when you look at, you know, not only the wins, uh, the teams they played, but but who they played, out-dueling Luka, uh, beating Steph Curry, in the Golden State Warriors. Those are quality wins. It's hard to win on the road. And I think, to Harrison Barnes's point and to yours as well, that shows some growth from this Sacramento Kings mm-hmm, team. Mm-hmm. And the game I want to point to specifically is that Chicago game. You beat Indiana on a Friday. Emotional game. Tyrese Halliburton. Then you have to fly to Chicago. Not that long of a flight. I understand that. And take on the Bulls team. They're scrappy. I know the record doesn't indicate it, but they're a scrappy bunch. I don't know why they haven't won more games, right. frankly, I, when I, I watch them. Right. When when you watch them, mm-hmm. like Caruso, DeRozan, Kobe White, like those guys are good players. I don't know. I agree with you. I don't know why they haven't won more. But the Kings, the way they started off that third quarter and then they held on to win, that was the second night of a back-to-back. Remember we criticized this team about the second. Whitey, they're 3-0, and I believe it is now, on a second night of back-to-backs in 2024. Hmm. So since the calendar turned, they're 3-0, and undefeated on the second night of back-to-backs. Now, didn't they get a little bit of a kiss from the schedule in that the teams they played on the second night were also Also playing? on the yeah. second night. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Indiana was on uh-huh. the second night. Uh, who else was on? Uh, Memphis, I believe, was on the second night of a back-to-back. Dallas was on the second night of a... Yes, but... We've those seen teams this team were still at home, right? Exactly, and we've seen the Kings lose those kind of games before. And so I'm talking about growth throughout the season. You know, a five and two trip, and none of the losses. Even though you know the Cavs handed them. You know, the Cavs are a machine right now. They're playing the best basketball out of anybody in the NBA. And so that's not a bad loss last night. And so I was encouraged by this seven game road trip. The only thing that uh, I would say about last night was I didn't care for it, understand it, but didn't care for it when Harrison Barnes 
uh, when he made that business decision on Donovan Mitchell's jam. I get it. I know. <laughs> I'd like to see. You know, what do you want, our guy to get on a poster or something? What do you want? I, I try to take a charge. I don't know. I, I, I know that's nitpicking, and I know, hey, it, maybe it was smart, but I'd just like to see this team with a little more grit, especially from him. But he had a great trip. So, right, you know, he he had a, a great trip. He he had a great play trip. It, it's a play on. You're right, exactly. And you know, here we are, uh, about a week into the the month, and it's the month from hell. I mean, when you look at this schedule, yeah, you know, and so it was imperative for them to get off to this kind of start. And that's why tomorrow's game against Detroit is so important. And we'll talk about this. We'll be live at Golden One Center tomorrow. If you're there, stop by and say what's up to us. But that's why tomorrow's game against Detroit is so important. Because then it really gets tough. Denver, OKC, Phoenix, Denver. And then you got the All-Star break. And so I think, you know, banking those early wins this month. I said it last week or two weeks ago. Like, this month will make or break the Kings season. So far, it's making the Kings season. And they got to be feeling good about themselves right now. Yeah. Detroit, Denver, at OKC, at Phoenix, Uh, at at Denver. Denver, That's a back-to-back. And then you got San Antonio, and then at Clippers, Miami, at Denver again. At Minnesota. At Open March. (laughs) Open March. Goodness, yeah. (laughs) No rest for the weary. No rest for the weary. But, you know, that's the thing about these Kings, man. You just never know who you're going to get when they step onto the floor. You know, they've had some disappointing losses, and they've had some very encouraging stretches of basketball, too. Now, did you see that Domas' arch enemy actually defended his uh, his all all star credentials? I I didn't I didn't hear it, but I heard about it. I yeah. saw it. Yeah, uh, Draymond said uh, the wild cards, which is what De'Aaron Fox and Domas would be fighting for. If you look at the roster, they probably pulled votes from each other because if you're looking at them, you're like, ah, it's a bonus for me for that team. It's Fox for me for that team. So in turn, I think they pulled votes from each other. Maybe that's what happened. To me, I the thing that Draymond said that is just right on the money, Mm. he says, what is the criteria when it comes Mm. to how do you pick an all-star? There's never been a set criteria. Is it your team success, personal success, combination of both? That's why I try not to get involved in any of the all-star arguments about this guy over that guy because it's like, well, everybody has a different way of picking them. There are no rules, so right to say it's and, hard to say. And, and I'll throw in a, another, uh, you know, criteria that could be thought of: what's best for the league? Yeah, you know, who's yeah. the face of the NBA? That goes back to our Steph Curry conversation. You know, you hear Steph Curry; he's an All Star. Steph Curry; he's the face. He's like the MVP of the league almost. Mm-hmm. He should be an All Star. But, you know, when you look at the numbers, you know, you could really make an argument De'Aaron Fox uh, should be ahead of him. And so I, I think – and then you look at – I don't know if you saw today, Scotty Barnes and uh, Trey Young, Young were named replacement players for uh, Julius Randle and Joel Embiid. You know, and the people in Boston, they're up in arms. Oh, what about Chris Stapps for Zingas? Derek White, what about the wins? We're the best team in the NBA. But Derek White in an all-star game? It just not doesn't. That's, that's not right. No, it just that's no. That's no. Yeah. It's it's it, and so no I contest. Do, I, I do think All Star Weekend is to shine a light on the NBA's best and brightest. And for my money, I still think our guys should have been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I understand why they went with a Paul George. Think about it. You ask the casual NBA fan, Paul George or De'Aaron Fox, they're going to say Paul George. You know, just because of his longevity, plays for the Clippers, his duels with LeBron. And so I think our guys, we still aren't at that point yet where we're just household names and we need to get to that point.
Uh, the phrase you used was the All-Star Game shines a light on the best and brightest. Speaking of, what do you think of the court they're going to be playing on? The I'm trying LED to figure that out. Yeah. Last court with right, lights With lights and everything. And, a little too much. And this is the problem with the All-Star Game. It's about everything other than the actual game. The actual play on the court. I don't care what kind of court you have. If the players don't take it seriously, the game is going to be a dud. Yeah. It's like they're making some artificial th- things to hype it up instead of really making the, the level of play the best. To me, like when I look back at it, my f- most favorite All-Star game was Magic's All-Star game when he came back off of HIV. Uh, yeah. You know, that was a great All-Star game. And, and it was about, you know, the competition, him going at Isaiah, him going at Jordan. It doesn't need to be all this smoke and mirrors and here, you know, look over here, look at this, check this out. No, just compete hard on the floor. That's what I want to see. Yeah, my favorite is probably Mike in uh, 57 with for Minneapolis had this layup. With, no, oh, you and Campio uh, both uh, saw that one, right? <laughs> no, no but it sounds like they're almost playing on a giant iPad. Right, year. right, yeah, you know, yeah. On the, on the one hand, it's like, well, that could be cool, but, you know, it's probably going to be way – too much. Way too much. They're trying to do too much. And it's yeah. it's They're it's a little to too much. They're trying to distract you from the fact that the basketball is horrible. It's horrible. Right? Uh, uh, you know, and that's what's so disappointing. And I love my son to death. Man, I, I, I'm glad he had a good time. But I'm sitting there in Salt Lake with him watching Tatum chuck up three after three. And I was just, like, embarrassed for the NBA. He had a good time. He had a blast. But it, it was embarrassing. And next year it's in San Francisco, though. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll definitely be at that one. We got to go to that yeah. one. Yeah. Maybe it's generational. You know, maybe some of us remember the way it used to be more competitive. And if you don't remember that, you don't really care that it's not. Right. You exactly. You just enjoy the show. You just enjoy the show. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're waiting for some big NBA deals before the deadline, we'll tell you why you probably shouldn't hold your breath next year with the Drive Guys on Sackdown Sports. Bottom of the hour, we're going to catch up with uh, the great Herm Edwards, ESPN analyst. He was an NFL player, of course, for a long time. NFL coach, college coach. And one of the things I remember the most about Coach Herm is, put your name on it, which we always encourage you when you yes. when you text us. Uh, you know, you got something to say, like you want to call me a cheese wiener. Cheese <laughs> put your wiener. name on it. it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's easy to call somebody a cheese wiener. Right. Yeah. Behind so anyway, your keyboard. Yeah. The other thing, of course, Herm Edwards was uh, the Meadowlands miracle. He was the one that scooped yeah, up the that, fumble. Yeah, scooped it up. Yeah. That led to the creation of the victory formation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, people at home are like, what? What? Did he, what did... <laughs> yeah. Herm Edwards actually played what? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he did. Scooped up that fumble because back then they didn't know to kneel and or maybe they did and the Giants just decided they're going to hand it off. So anyway, Herm Edwards joining us bottom of the hour. Uh, the deadline just days away. Here's the latest from Woj. And uh, it's not good news if you're, you know, excited about the deadline, waiting to see what will happen. Woj says, quote, there's a bit of a logjam. There's a bit of a sense of, I would almost say, is this all there is? Mm. Uh, I think a lot of GMs who want to get better, some have the assets to do it. Some don't necessarily have as many are looking around going, I just don't see many guys out there who... Move the needle exactly. for us. Exactly. So it's probably going to be similar from a Kings fan standpoint to what we had last year at the deadline. Which was what? Do you remember? Kessler, Kessler Edwards. Edwards, right? Yeah. He was just yeah. a solid little player, you know, you know, still trying to find his way. You know, our guy, Brendan Nunez, who we had on, on mm-hmm. the show, uh, came up with a list of uh, potential under-the-radar kind of moves 
uh, that he would like to see, uh, you know, the Kings maybe mm-hmm. do. Let me pull up, pull up his little uh, Instagram, I mean, uh, X page right here to see his list. And uh, I thought it was pretty interesting because when you look at, uh, man, I don't follow Brendan. Wow. What? Don't tell me this would be so embarrassing if I don't follow this guy right now, man. Let me, I, I would apologize to him. Uh, right now, man, I don't follow him. You got him. You, you found it somehow. I, I know. I it was probably on the for you page. Sorry about that. You know, it's uh, I, I got to find this here. But he had a number of guys uh, on the under the radar list. He had a Isaac Okoro on there. I'm gonna shoot. Isaac I, we both love Isaac. I'm gonna shoot that down because I don't think uh the Cavs are would, would trade him. He also had Matisse Thibel. You know. Um, uh huh. From the uh, Portland Trail Blazers. By the way, speaking of following people or not following people, Jay, should I show Kyle Draper the text I got? Absolutely. No better time than now. Just want to share the text I got a little while ago, a few minutes ago. Oh, you got – I didn't even text him. Let me uh, <laughs> Let me see. Let me. I, I'm going to text him right now. I'm going to text him. Hold on here. Hold on. Hold on. If, if, man, that joker, I, just, I tell you I what. I texted Matt Mayoko. I said – I, I I don't want anything from you. I'm not asking, you know, because I'm sure he's getting barraged. So I didn't ask him to come on the show. I just said, hey, hope you're having a good time. Happy for you. So. All right. I'm, I'm texting him <laughs> as we – oh, you know the worst thing, too, though? Because I, I I got the text right here. You see I it, see Jay? You. I see you. When it says red. Like, so he read it. Yes. It didn't text. He didn't even holler. Yeah. I'm, I'm texting him right here. Hey, Matt, it's <laughs> Kyle Drake, man. <laughs> Just saying, what's up? Good luck at the Super Bowl this weekend. He's going to say something back. I should text him and say, do not reply to any. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. All right. Texas anyway. is sick. <laughs> and we've got, we've got like the, the slew of the NBC sports guys joining us down in Las Vegas this week, right? And gals, I should say. Jennifer, Laura Britt, Carlos. Mm-hmm. Who's Laura Britt on with? She coming on with the uh, the midday. What? Yeah. You know your boy Jay putting in that work. Oh, man. that's my girl Laura Britt. Jay, you I didn't know that. Me. Come on, man. My bad, man. I'm just doing man. Doing that's my Super upsetting, Bowl man. Job, Laura is my girl, bro. Uh, Rob, Rob Brooks. You know the the plethora. So I waited for Dante Whitner to be the last oh, person. That dude, yeah. And I was like, should I hit Dante or should I try to catch him? Well, they're the whole NBC crew beside Laura, Jennifer, and Matt, who's already out there. They they're coming in Friday. Oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's so expensive, man. Like, people are trying to get people in, you know, as late as possible, close to the game. And uh, so I hit Dante, and he is me like, what's up, Jay? And I'm like, "Yeah, I want to I want to get you on. And he's like, what, Drapes again? Did he say that? And I said, of course, man. He's like, come on, let's do it. And then I was like, no, I like to do it in person. And he was like, oh, man, I won't be there probably till Saturday. So I'm like, well, we're going to try to get him on this week. Okay. Oh, right. he's scared. Yeah. He was scared. No, no, no. He, he was he, worried. I think he, he, he wants to come on now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he hurt his feelings, man. Projecting greatness. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Nunes, some interesting smaller trade candidates. Oh, you got that? I got it right here, too. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Najee Marshall. Uh, Simone Fontecchio. Fontecchio, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Royce O'Neal, Caleb Martin, Batiste Thibel, Isaac Okoro, Torrey Craig, P.J. Washington. See, I I think some of those guys would be more than just – He's all right. I mean, Isaac Okoro, for example, we just saw him last night. Yeah, yeah, he would he be. He would be impactful. He, he would be exactly what you need, a 3 and D guy, a young guy with tremendous upside. I'm with you on that. Would he be at the top of your wish list among these guys? Uh, probably for me, yes, I, I would say so. Okoro, you know, Matisse, P.J. Washington, probably my top three 
of, of those guys that uh, Brendan uh, put yes, up there. Yes, I'm with you. Caleb Martin, what's his deal this year? I mean, Caleb Martin's a pretty good player. Royce O'Neal would be on my list as well. Um, but, uh, yes, Isaac Okoro. You asked the question earlier, why would Cleveland get rid of Isaac Okoro? He's defending well, and he's making right. threes. And the only reason why some people think they might, and I'm sure you've probably seen this somewhere, is they have a salary crunch where right. um, they'd have to give. I think they are, they'd have to give him a qualifying offer. It's just a matter if they want to commit to him, resign for big money next yeah. year, or yeah. if they want to move on from him now and get a, another piece rather than have him leave for nothing. But I don't know how likely that is. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I just can't. It's hard for me to believe that that. You know, a young, talented player like that 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 they just mm-hmm. give up on. Yeah, uh, you know, I just can't see it, and so uh, we'll see, man. I I don't know what the answer is. I, I would like an Okoro, uh, Matisse. You know, even a PJ Washington. You know, I, I do think Charlotte is in sell mode right now, and you see, you know, with the Terry Rozier trade, would he be a guy? I actually like him, and I think he he would be a solid fit. I think you could Who play now? him along. Uh, PJ Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I don't that know. doesn't move the needle for you? He doesn't. Um, he does some nice things, but he hasn't really. They, why aren't they any better? They've got some decent players. How is he better for me? Is he. Where Where does he fit in? Is he better than Trey Lyles? Are, are we asking? Is can he? He's not, is he? At no, least not I'm, right just now. Asking, I'm just yeah. asking. Yeah. Can he play alongside Domas and start at the four spot for you? What do I have to give up for him? I don't know. I don't mm. know. Um, I could see how it could work, but I think no one. Another thing is there's not that much interest in him, which makes me wonder too. Right, right. At well, least I, as far as right. we know. Yeah, exactely. No, you're you're 100 percent right, man. I, you know, all these guys. Uh, you know, Okoro would be at the top of our list. Yes, uh, Matisse Thibel. Yes. Yeah. What do you, you know? on him? Mm-hmm. PJ. All right. Okay. Yes, but I'm just looking at my phone. Still nothing from Matt Mayoko. You want me to text him and tell him that yeah, he te- should text you? <laughs> when did you text him? See, he might be busy right now. That's he might be in a press conference or you know, I writing a story. Him at uh three fifty one. And he so, texted you back when? Um it wasn't too long. It was like three fifty two, wasn't yeah. it? It probably was. No, actually, I I, I texted him at three thirty four. He got back to me at three fifty one. Okay, three thirty four. So seventeen minutes. Yeah, I'll give him seventeen minutes to respond. If he doesn't uh, do that, I'll, I'll be upset. It's still on delivered, so right. he has not seen that yet. Yeah, three three nine eleven forty one eight hundred nine two zero eleven forty. Dale joins us on Sackdown Sports. Thanks for hanging, Dale. What can we do for you? Oh man, I've been listening to the show on hold for a little while, and I've got like my whole sheet then scribbled out and new notes put in and yesterday you guys kicked me off the show man please don't do that again <laughs> we kicked you off the show Did we? yeah you you cut my phone call you cut my phone call off when i mentioned uh uh jimmy butler being sent to oh that's Sacramento. right yeah that's right, right? right, right. <laughs> oh yeah, that, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> come yeah. on <laughs> yeah it was you no it was uh, it was you're okay. right Anyway, so no, you know, to just touch on when, um, the, you know, the whole uh, Oakland thing moving to uh, to Las Vegas, it's such it's a it's a it's a travesty that such a story trans uh, franchise is having to go through this period of whatever it is they're going through. Um, uh, yeah, and the and then the mayor. This is what I got from the mayor's comments was that. 
she's not protecting the Oakland A's or even trying to give them good advice. She's protecting the casino industry, mm. right? Because the more sports franchises that move out there, they take away the slot machine. Mm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then, and then, very quickly, um, you know, I've got two, two two things to say real quick, and I'll move through them quickly. Harrison Barnes, I love his resurgence. Uh, his resurgence of, of late. I'm a daily fantasy sports player, so he's won me a little bit of money over the last, you know, couple of weeks. Um, but the one thing about Harrison Barnes is that we can't we can't go. Okay, we don't need to make any moves because Harrison's doing really good. Is when Harrison disappears, he disappears. It's like there's only four guys on the court, mm. right? He doesn't get a rebound. He doesn't get a steal. He doesn't get an assist. He just no points. He just disappears. Got you, Dale. Um, and I know you're going to be upset, but we got to we got to we going to bang on him again. Okay. Well, we just we got to we got to get. Uh, let's get one more on here real quick. Ben has been hanging on Sackdown Sports. Hello, Ben. What's up? Hey, uh, I don't I don't want to interrupt your uh, Kings talk, but I just had a quick one on uh, all the Brock Purdy hate. If you can give me your two cents. Um, what do you think? What do you for? What you well, got? Well, so what I'm thinking is, uh, I think everyone wants to see someone go through their grind, you know, and, and just like earn their way up. And I think that's where a lot of hate comes from, is because Brock Purdy, he's so good, but he hasn't had to go through the grind period. So people are just hating on him because he hasn't had to go through the grind period. Uh, Trey Lance couldn't get it done. Jimmy G couldn't get it done. Brock has come in. And he's made it work. And I just want to see your guys' thought on that. Like, do you think it's because nobody's had to watch him go through a grind period? That's all. Thank you, Ben. What do you think of that theory? No, I think, you know, and I've stated this, I, I think it has nothing to do with Brock himself. It has to do with everyone outside of Brock anointing him the next great thing without having – proven anything yet you know he won a couple of regular season games what the freaking do like to compare him to joe montana tom brady i think that's what's upsetting people to credit like we're ready to give this guy the keys to the castle and put him on mount rushmore of niners quarterbacks and he hasn't done anything yet and so i i think for me that that was the hate it's not he hasn't been through the grind he hasn't it's that everybody else and this is why i turned on tony romo and the cowboys back in the day they anointed Tony Romo way too early, and he hadn't accomplished anything. And that's what I thought about Brock Purdy. By the way, the interesting thing about Tony Romo right now is, remember, when he began as an announcer, mm, yeah. he was considered one of the greatest the man, ever had. Right, right yes. now, people are going, eh, little pushback on him, right? act has grown stale. Yeah, yes. he needs to reinvent himself already. Yes, I, I've never been a Romo guy. Nothing against him personally, just not my cup of tea. And uh, you're right about that. And there are articles about that out right now. You know, can he turn it around within the Super Bowl? Let's see what his Super Bowl performance is like. I think his shtick kind of played out, you know, kind of quick. You know, remember he was predicting the plays and, you know, I would do this in this situation. And I think that sort of uh, got old for a lot of people. Yeah, as far as Brock Purdy, I think it's simple, I think. He doesn't really look the part, and he doesn't have the strong arm. And a lot of people, and not just you know fans and media people, but people who do it for a living were dead wrong about him. And it's hard for those people to admit they were wrong. <laughs> Some of them still probably feel like, I know I'm not wrong. You watch. Something's going to happen to him. It's just it's it's a very unique story. We've never seen anything quite like it. And I think to a degree we're all trying to figure out still 
hey, what's going on here? Because it's very, it's a very unusual, story. unusual, uh, unheard of story. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is, you know, it, it's the Isaiah Thomas of the NBA, but it's in the NFL. And Isaiah had a, a nice two or three year stretch there in Boston. He had some great good years in Sacramento as well. Um, and I think people are like. It's fun, it's exciting, it's hype. And now with Brock Purdy, it's like, is it real? Is this really, like, sustainable? Can he keep doing this? And he keeps proving people wrong. Mm -hmm. All right, we got some uh, Brock Purdy props for you uh, when we come back. And we're uh, lining up, of course, the great... Efforting. uh, Herm Edwards, as well, will be joining us today. It's the Drive Guys. Yeah, we got a headline for you. Cavs 136, Kings 110. But the Kings return home Take on the Pistons tomorrow night, having gone five and two on the trip. And of course, Kyle Draper said before they went out on this trip, this could make or break. Yes. Them. Did it do either? I think it, yes. I, I think it's made, it, it's bought them some more time, really. Uh, you know, it's still a long, uh, you know, season left to go. Still got two months uh, to go in, in terms of the regular incredible? season. Right. It's it, a, still a grind. Still yeah. a grind, right? And we're not there yet. You know, I can't even see the finish line yet. Once we get through this month, then you'll start to see it. But I, I really think this next three weeks, you know, is make or break. Like, you know, right now they're at fifth. If they have a good next two or three weeks, I could see them firmly entrenching themselves in that top six, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't want to see them dip down any farther. I don't want them in the play-in. I think top six would be a major accomplishment for this team this year. I have a question for you that gets a little wonky, maybe a little X and OE, but it's something that when you watch the Kings, you can't help but notice. The numbers point out that teams are shooting against the Kings from the three-point line. Yeah. I round, you round up to 40%. I think it's 39.5. So teams are shooting 40% from the three-point line against the Kings. Last night, of course, the Cavs, a very, very good three-point shooting team, 56.1%, mm. 23 of 41 that was with uh, George Niang going 0 for 3. Yep. Why Why do you think that is? Why do the Kings have so much trouble? I mean, so many of the threes that are taken and made against them are wide yeah. open. They, they're keenly aware of this issue. So do you have any explanation as to why this happens? When, when I look at it, it comes down to on-ball defense. They cannot stop guys from penetrating. And routinely, and we saw it last night with the Cavs, Whitey, the Kings defense, and we saw it in that Miami game too. The Kings defense gets broken down. It gets obliterated. It's like going into a cave, setting off a, a stick of dynamite and watch it. Like Kings are in constant scramble mode because teams are breaking down their defense. And it starts on the perimeter with Fox, Herder, HB, all the guys. You got to guard your yard. And once you get beat off the dribble, you are at the mercy of the offense. Mm-hmm. And now you throw four guys out there who can shoot the three. And so I just think, you know, we watched last night's game and Mike Brown turned to Davion for defensive purposes. And, and it still didn't work. Like nothing worked last night defensively. I just think they need to be have better on-ball defense. And this is where a guy like Matisse Thibel comes into play. This is where a guy like a healthy Marcus Smart comes into play these guys are disruptors out there on a defensive end and so a guy like Alex Caruso if you will they blow up your offense we don't have anybody that can blow up a team's offense and so it's too easy for them out there yeah I noticed last night I know neither team came out shooting very well I think you said 
both teams started one for six or something yeah. like that, but really focusing on Cleveland. They defended well, and the, the the way you notice it is the Kings just weren't getting good shots. Right. And, you know, overall they had a decent offensive night, but you could see, wow, that's that's not a great shot. Ooh, that's not a great shot either. And you realize, well, the defense is just not giving them anything easy. And then, yeah. to your point, you get a guy beats his defender off the dribble, and then basically the offense is playing five on four. Right. And then somebody's going to be wide open. Yeah. In yeah. today's NBA players and, and systems and schemes, is it's too good, man. And, and I mean, but the Kings aren't the only one. I know we're uh, second to last, but, you know, defense, and I think Mike Brown was asked about it, or, or I heard it somewhere. A coach was asked, you know, uh, is it hard to teach defense in today's NBA? I think it was Mike Brown pregame yesterday. And it is like the rules are against you. You got five guys that can shoot. You can't touch a person. You can't hand check anymore. And so it's difficult. With that being said, Kings got to do a better job. Like we talked about this last week. If you don't guard the three, your defense is going to be bad. Like the three Mm -hmm. is like the preeminent shot in the NBA right now. Teams are taking threes at a, a, a historic rate. And if you can't guard that, you're just hoping to outscore teams. You're hoping that you're hot one night and you can outscore them. Now, last night wasn't a great example, but I think that, and you shared numbers that suggest that the defense has been a lot better on this trip, and the Kings have played a lot more consistently on this trip. And I don't think that's a coincidence. The no, better not, they defend, right. the more you know. Then we're we don't. We're not on that roller coaster. A hundred percent. Because I think, you know, you're going to have some nights where the shots don't fall or something like that. But for the most part, like last night, it was a solid offensive night. It wasn't for lack of, you know, threes going down or anything like that. It was defense. And so when you look at, you know, the Kings, and I'm pulling up the numbers now because I'm going to do the last six games because I'm going to include last night where they stand – but before last night, they were top five in defense over the last five games. That's incredible. I would not uh, have guessed that. N- neither would I have until I pulled it up. And I got the numbers now. After last night, 13th over the last six. Wow. So yeah. it dropped them back. That one bad game mm-hmm. dropped them back that much. Mm-hmm. And that's just how good Cleveland is, though. Yeah, that's the other thing about that game. It's like, what did the Kings do wrong? What's wrong with the Kings? It's like Cleveland's and, and legit. HB said it's like the two games we lost in this trip, we lost to good teams playing well. One hundred percent, and no shame in that. Cleveland's been gashing everybody lately too, and so it was one of those nights they broke you down. You know, now you come back home and you got a Detroit team locked back in. So mm-hmm. we'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Cavs in this run, they've. You said uh, uh, said it earlier. They beat the Clippers. I think they beat the Bucks twice. Yeah, they're just the rolling. Bucks. They've won nineteen out of their last twenty three games. They're nineteen and four over their last twenty three. And watching them last night, other than wow, they they shot the three ball at a high rate. I didn't ever feel like wow, this team's playing way over the heads. They're not this good. I felt like ooh, that's that's what that's, they are. Uh, right yeah, now. The, and but you know one thing I will say when I watch Cleveland, when I watch you know some of these other teams, who is Sam Merrill though. Right, hey, he's a he's a he's a flamethrower. He's a shooter, but playing with pace means something. And I'm not just talking about in transition. Their offense, like the Cavs, were playing with pace in the half court set yeah. too. Yeah, and I felt like at times last night the Cavs defense bottled up the Kings offense, where the Kings 
They were sort of looking to where to go, like, mm-hmm. Domas, who should I pass to? Where's the cut? And so you, playing offense at a high level like we saw from the Cavs, it's work, man. You got to do that time and time again. And I feel like at times we sort of settle into just stagnant basketball. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that from Cleveland last night. Uh, time for someone, hopefully you, to win a pair of lift tickets to Sierra Tahoe. Pull up, park, ski. It's that easy at Sierra at Tahoe. Sacktown Sports has teamed up with Sierra at Tahoe this winter. All you have to do is hit up the Folsom Lake Honda hotline right now. Looking for caller number six. Six. Caller number six right now to win a pair of lift tickets to experience Sierra at Tahoe this winter. Terms and conditions apply. For more information, visit sacktownsports.com. <laughs> uh, Herm Edwards joining us uh, this afternoon. Also, we'll get to those Brock Purdy Super Bowl props. I think Mr. Draper's going to go under, 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 under. <laughs> on everything, we'll right? find out when the drive guys return on Sacktowns. Thanks once again to the smartest listeners in radio. I believe I misspoke earlier, Kyle, here on the text line from the 916. They're not playing the game itself on the LED court. That's just for the special event, slam dunk, uh, three-point contest, etc. The actual game is on the okay. All right. floor. I okay. thought they're actually playing on <laughs> On an uh, LED yeah, floor, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a little too extra. Yeah, too so extra. thank you, nine one six. Put your name on it so we can give you proper credit. You excited about the three point contest between uh, INSQ and Steph Curry? No, not at all. What? Uh, that's that's just not my thing. I mean, it's it's just shooting the ball. Like, yeah. it, I'm not a three point contest guy. Really? Anymore. Yeah, it's because these I, I see these guys during games. Like, they're towing the line during these. That's like a layup almost for Steph Curry and SQ and some of these guys. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm not a big three-point contest kind of guy. It's, the only thing I would do about it is, uh, you know, in the home run derby, you got to have someone pitch to you. I think those guys should have someone passing them the ball. Because it's just right, right. No one, you know, yeah, that's not that's not natural. Is, yeah, right. that's not even natural. You know, yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that. And, and if someone throws you a bad pass, oh well. Give me a uh, four point shot uh, or something like that. Two in there. So I think they did. Did they have that a in celebrity game? Yeah, I that's think. a celebrity or something. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm old. I'm like an old man now. It just nothing excites me anymore. Nothing amuses me anymore. I, I'm not sure, man. I I don't like stunts either. Like for instance, they came out with who's in the. Uh, Slam dunk competition. I don't uh, know if you saw that. No, who uh, we got? Uh, list. Let me pull that I'll up. I'll tell right you who's going to win. I, I, I'm, I already, never, I'm never right about it. I already know who's going to win. I mean, it, it's a, it's easy. It's literally a slam dunk. You got Jalen Brown, mm-hmm. Jaime Jaquez Jr., okay. Jacob Toppin from the Knicks, not Obi, Jacob, and Mac McClung. Oh. Exactly. No. <laughs> Are you kidding? Same exact thing I thought. I'm like, really? It's been exactly uh, one year since we heard from Mac McClung. They bring him out like he's a carnival animal. Or it's a circus animal. He's like the bearded lady at All-Star Weekend. That's what he is, dude. Come look at this guy, this attraction. All right, Mac, you're done. Back in your cage you go. We're wheeling you to the back. It's like, come on, NBA. That's cold. He's a carnival. (laughs) (laughs) The bearded lady of the slam dunk contest. And not even Obi Toppin. Not even Obi Toppin. Toppin. (laughs) Yo, that's what I'm saying, man. If my son, he's like, oh, 
we're definitely going to be watching All-Star Weekend. Little does he know, we're not. <laughs> we're not watching. <wild. laughs> Jalen might got a little something to do with that. Nah, man, I, I don't know. It's If you're Jalen, don't you have to look at that and go, oh, never mind. I'm right. Not, what I'm is not it? in that. I, I wouldn't. But isn't he the defending champ? He's got to be in, right? Dog, he hasn't played in the game. I get you. I got He's you. not even in the league. He's a G He's League a G player. League. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sign him to yeah. a quick 10-day real fast. Get him in, get him out. Uh, somebody did last year, I Yeah, think. they did, the right? The Sixers yeah. had him last year. Yeah. Yeah. Right, the dude wasn't even playing no. in the NBA I that season. I think the Warriors had him in Summer League. I think he might yeah, have played up Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, California yeah. Classic a couple of years ago. It, it's just – so it, it, it's – he's wow. an exciting guy, but come on, NBA. I didn't think I cared, but honestly, when you shared that with me – I'm very disappointed. Right? I know. And I wasn't looking forward to it anyway. Exactly. And and Mac is a, a fantastic dog. Yeah, nothing against He's him. He's amazing. But man, you got Jalen Brown in there. I'd like to see some other top name stars uh out there. You know, what ha- like we got Jacob Toppin. <laughs> no. Like it is <laughs> it's awful, man. It's I and, and Jaime Hawkins, great player, nice player. But it, this doesn't – and why would Jalen Brown do this? They got, we got to start having family members of famous dunkers. Right, you know, right. Who's yeah. Spud Webb's brother? Get, get him, right? Dominique's grandson, Fred Wilkins. <laughs> Dude, they, they, they done pulled the bearded lady out once a year, man. This dude is like uh, and Groundhog Day. he probably needs Day. the money, right? He's probably oh, like, yeah, I'll right. Sure, I'll do it. You know, uh, puts me on a big stage again, helps my branding and everything. But literally, we hear of Mac McClung once a year. <laughs> it's it's I don't know, man. Do you remember a couple years ago when they had the horse contest? And yeah. they only had it one time, and I think because it just took forever. It took forever, right? You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you do with All Star Weekend? And should it be changed? Like, what do you think? Skills competition? You okay with that? I'm, um, I'm okay with that. I it's don't, not. I don't enjoy it's, that. It's, I find myself like, can we get this over with? Is so there anything the, enjoyable about All-Star Weekend right now? I do sometimes like the three-point shooting. You, you still like, like that? Sometimes like, wasn't it last year when poor Kevin Herter is like. Yeah, poor, that, that was warm. painful. That was painful uh, to watch. Yeah. Um, I think the three-point shooting, I enjoy the slam dunk contest. kind of embarrassing. I would like to see him. You know, people are more fit now at a more advanced age than ever before. Bring back the Legends game. Right. I, I'm with you on that. I, I'm 100% yeah, with you. If somebody is not in shape or something, then they just don't play. Ice Cube got the big three now, you know, and these are just the retired players. Yeah, Jay, why not? Why not do that? Uh-huh. I'm yeah. I'm yeah, I'm 100% on I mean, board with that. The, even the celebrity game, it's like they don't even have celebrities. They don't even, yeah. It's They're so, all socialites. Reality, right. social, yeah, influencers. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> NBA, what have you done, man? All-Star Weekend used to be must-see TV, exciting, you know, personalities from the guys. Like the players don't even have personalities anymore. Remember Shaq? In Phoenix, when they had it, dancing with the Jabberwockies and everything yes, like that I was inter- that. entertaining. Now these guys, yeah. it's, it's just wasn't that in Vegas? Was that in Vegas? Isn't that why they had the Jabberwockies? Yeah, or, maybe yeah. you're right about that. Sure. I, I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, but I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Also yeah. remember two or three years ago when you had Steph and Dame with their kind of, and it was in the game, but they were like trying to outshoot each what, other. With the half court shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that pretty, was in the game. That was in the game. I remember right. it? Right. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. 
Uh, me and the kids will be out of town. My son's probably going to try to watch it, but I'm going to be like, dude, nah. I, I mean, you catch the highlights. You Do you know? remember Jay Will's elbow pass? Yes. I think Rafe LaFrance. That was in the uh, rookie sophomore yeah. game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Behind the back one way, then boop. It, it yeah. used to, yeah. And now, guys don't play defense. Slam dunks, you know, Mac McClung's going to win it. I already know that. It's, it's just not it. I mean, dude, you bring the guy out, like, seriously. It's, 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 you know what Mac McClung is? He's Joey Chestnut at the hot dog eating contest. You know? It's like if Joey Chestnut ain't there, it's like just a regular contest. But you bring him, it's like, oh, we got to watch and see. Like, it's a, it's a foregone that's, conclusion. That's actually disrespectful to Joey Chestnut. Because <laughs> he's at least, for what he does, he's a champion. Yeah, that's true. You he's a, he's at the top mean, of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. He, we hear about him once a year. Let's uh-huh. bring him out. And so, yeah. I will, watch, I will watch at least some of it, I think. I was gonna. He said, "I think maybe." Remember when Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon? Those were great. Those were great. Yes, those were high flying, original. Like, like Jalen Brown, I love him, but I can't see him doing anything that we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. You know. Remember uh, Blake jumping over the car, kind of. Kind of, right? (laughs) Kia, Dwight Howard with the Superman cape on, Uh and he uh threw it. Yeah. The good old days. Huh. Well. Yeah. We'll see. Somehow it keeps going. There must be. It's kind of like Saturday Night Live. Everyone complains about it every year, but then it's we back. We keep watching it, it right? It's just back. back. It keeps coming back. Uh, when we come back, the Kings return from a seven-game roadie, and now the schedule gets, would you believe, perhaps even tougher next <laughs> with the Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports.